This episode is brought to you by Danger Coffee. So, uh, Browns fans, did you guys all know that 45% of the world's coffee beans contain mold toxins? Because I didn't. And apparently, coffee beans can contain dangerous mold toxins from the way they're grown or stored. Now, don't freak out. Most of that coffee, I, I guess, contains low enough levels of toxins that you probably don't need to be overly concerned. Why even take the risk? Danger Coffee is third-party lab-tested to ensure every coffee bean is free from mold toxins. So you can start your day off right, knowing your fresh morning brew is not only delicious, but it's also safe to drink. I start every morning now with my Browns Thermos filled with nice, hot Danger Coffee, and this stuff tastes amazing. I don't, I don't have to worry about any of that mold toxin crap, and I get to enjoy a delicious cup of coffee. Head to DangerCoffee.com and use our code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, for 10% off your order. And that code can be used over and over. So you get 10% off every order with code DOGS at DangerCoffee.com. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Reniker, Justin Charles, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Dogs Podcast presented by Omaha Steaks. Josh all alone with you on a Tuesday morning. And I really want to continue the discussion talking about all the coaching rumors and things that are going around with the Browns. You know, we talked about it the other night on the live show and said how this is a luxury, honestly, for the Browns to be able to do these types of things in the offseason, they get to kick off the 2024 by moving around some of their positional coaching, you know, names and personnel, trying to improve the passing game in general. And we're going to dive into all that here, but there's just a lot going on. There's a lot of names being thrown around a lot of, in the, and at the end of the day, you look at some of the names, you go, well, what's it matter? Who cares? Who is this guy even? I don't even know who these people are. So that's what we're going to do here. We're going to break down who some of these guys are so you understand the name, so you know who the Browns are looking into and all of that good stuff. So before I do that, just a reminder, if you're watching this on YouTube, please like this video and subscribe to the channel. We really appreciate everybody following us on on the YouTubes. And if you're listening to this on audio, on Apple, Spotify, you know, iHeart, Amazon, wherever, we appreciate you guys. Thank you for following there. And, you know, social media, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, we're, we're really growing on those platforms and it's all thanks to you guys. So we appreciate it. And we're, we're continuing to pump out the news kind of like we're about to dive into right here. So we'll just kick it off with a short one. Just want to dive into Tommy Reese, who now it has not been confirmed yet at the time of this recording that he's been hired by the Cleveland Browns. He has been interviewed and all reports are saying very likely that the announcement's coming out soon. Maybe today, maybe by the time you watch this or listen to this, it's already happened. But Tommy Reese, most likely going to be the new tight end coach for the Cleveland Browns. He's also going to have a, they call it a role in the overall passing game development. No exact title given yet and that's probably what they're working on to finalize before they make the announcement so who is tommy reese why does it matter that he's the new tight ends coach so just just to give you some background he is most recently the offensive coordinator for alabama most of his coaching i would say all of his coaching has been in college 
college football. So he started as the offensive assistant for the Los Angeles Chargers in 2016. So he did start in the NFL as an assistant for the Chargers, but very quickly the following year. Now, he played quarterback for Notre Dame whenever he was in college. So then in 2017, after his stint with the Chargers, he went back to Notre Dame in college and joined as their quarterback's coach. And he held that position for three seasons. And then in 2020, he was promoted to be Notre Dame's offensive coordinator. And he did that for three seasons. And then he was hired as the offensive coordinator for Alabama this past year in 2023, was just recently let go when Nick Saban retired and Alabama hired their new head coach and new positional guys came in. So that's kind of the rundown real quick on the career of Tommy Reese, how he came to even be available for the Browns to hire a couple notes that I was reading about him in three seasons when he was the OC for Notre Dame, he helped lead the fighting Irish to an average of 33.4 points per game that was in 2020. Uh, they had the college football playoff appearance. In 2021, it was 35.2 points per game and then dropped down just a little bit to 31.8 in 2022. But, you know, those are great numbers uh, for, for college or NFL. It doesn't really matter when you're putting up those kinds of points with your offense. You give your team a very, very good opportunity to win those games. Um, there was a couple notable notable names that have come out, players that have come out in the NFL under the tutelage, the development of Tommy Reese, and that would be All American tight end Michael Mayer, who just got drafted last season and plays for the Raiders, and a guy we're familiar with when uh, we went out to LA and got beat by the Rams. Running back Kyron Williams also came out under Tommy Reese, so. From what I've been reading and what I can understand about the Browns' vision for Tommy coming into the organization is he's not just the tight ends coach, but he's an overall developmental guy. And, you know, with this whole quote unquote role in the overall passing game development, there's a large focus, and you're going to see that with every name we talk about. The Browns are focused on developing the passing game, and we've talked about it for years. You know, the offense that Kevin Stefanski is running is can be a very good offense. But like we talked with Jake Burns, the way we've come to understand it, it has to be executed very, very precisely. Timing, rhythm, and it's just those kinds of offenses are very hard. It doesn't matter who your quarterback is. We can say, oh, Deshaun Watson doesn't execute it very well, whatever. It is not easy for players to execute. We saw that a lot this year where... Kevin Stefanski would call great plays, great plays, scheme guys wide open. We're sitting there watching the games going, and Joku's wide open underneath. There's Jerome Ford, just, you know, dump it off to him. And either quarterbacks can't execute the the offense. You know, sometimes the receivers aren't running the right routes. Cedric Tillman, that was my big beef with him. And, you know, where, where were some of these tight ends? Where's Harrison Bryant been? So the execution has been poor. We harped on it all season. And I think we we saw something similar with the defense last year, last three seasons under Joe Woods, where it was too complex. It was just too complicated. There was so much miscommunication. The players looked lost, which we've seen from a lot of players on offense recently. And, you know, it doesn't mean that Joe Woods and we I mean, we gave Joe Woods a lot of shit, but it doesn't mean that he was had a bad defensive scheme. It just means that whatever it was, his way of communicating it. Think about your teachers back in high school and stuff. We all had teachers who could communicate and 
were good teachers. They could relay the information and help you understand it in a way that made sense. And then we all had teachers that were just terrible, terrible. Didn't doesn't mean they didn't know the material and they weren't very smart. They just had very poor communication skills, very poor ways of relating the information. So to me, that was Joe Woods. You saw the difference this year with Jim Schwartz. Complete 180. This team was on point knew their assignments, communicated, and they were just flying to the football. And it was a, it was just, that made all the difference in the world. And I'm expecting to see that. And I think that's what they're gearing up toward for on offense is to bring in a more simplified, modern, updated scheme that, you know, the players have an easier time executing and kind of plays to, to guys' strengths a little better. So, that's where I think Tommy Reese is going to slot in. I think he is going to help the development of some guys. We 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 had an argument the other night on the show about you know the the development this year of Cedric Tillman. We can all agree that David Bell has not progressed the way we hoped, or I'm sure the team was hoping for when they took him in the third round. And guys like Anthony Schwartz, who's already gone, did, Elijah Moore didn't do a whole lot this year in his third season in the NFL. So. We're hoping to see a big jump from a lot of players and bringing in guys who have a a solid track record of developing players. That's just going to help. So while this might be the only time you even hear the name Tommy Reese the rest of the season because he's the tight end coach for the Cleveland Browns. We how many times did we talk about T.C. McCartney last year? I would say zero. So it might be the last time you hear of him. But just know that these this is the philosophy the Browns are looking for. These are the type of guys that they're bringing in. What's up, Browns fans in Ohio? If you haven't signed up for Caesar Sportsbook yet, now is the perfect time to do so with the NFL playoffs underway. New customers will get their first bet on Caesars up to $1,000 when signing up with our promo code DOGS1000. That means if your first bet loses, you will get your full wager returned as a bonus bet up to $1,000. Caesars offers daily profit boosts as well as Caesars rewards credits on every wager, which can be redeemed for bonuses, sports tickets, and other VIP experiences. If you're ready to join Caesar Sportsbook, go download the app and register with our promo code DOGS1000 to make sure your first bet is covered. Offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you can qualify. Okay, the big name, the one I really want to focus on here today specifically, because this is this could be the day that the Browns find their new offensive coordinator, and we're going to talk about all this. Gerard Johnson had a virtual interview with the Browns yesterday, on Monday. Today, Tuesday, he is coming into Cleveland for an in-person interview, so already this is two interviews with Gerard Johnson. Now, just to backtrack real quick, the Browns kicked off the offseason, and you know they fired Alex Van Pelt. They're looking for a new OC. They bring in Andy Dickerson, who I'm going to talk about here in a second. And he's the current offensive line coach for the Seattle Seahawks. Brought him in for an offensive coordinator interview. That one was a little head scratching at first. We'll talk about here in a second. Makes more sense now with other things going on around the league. And then they, the, the only other confirmed offensive coordinator interview they've had has been Ken Dorsey. And like Blake said the other night on the show, we want no part with Ken Dorsey. Just miss us with that. Not not too interested. 
in what he has to bring to the table. But, you know, the Browns have got to do due diligence. They got to bring guys in to get an idea. I mean, you don't want to interview one person to say, well, that was the best interview ever because you've got nothing to compare to right now. So they're bringing in other guys. And who knows, maybe Ken Dorsey, they have interest in him in a different position, kind of like I think they did with Andy Dickerson. So back to Gerard Johnson, I, I we talked about it last week that there's a very strong possibility looking at who the Browns had already brought in and the rumor mill and all that kind of stuff with some of the names floating around. It's like, who are the Browns really interested in? And we said, there's a very strong possibility. Whoever the Browns are actually seriously looking into for offensive coordinator could very well still be in the playoffs. And at that time last week, the Houston Texans were still in the playoffs. They just lost in the divisional round on Saturday. So now the, the Houston Texans coaching staff becomes open for interviews. And immediately you see multiple teams. The other one that is confirmed to already have, an, have had an, a virtual interview with Gerard Johnson yesterday on Monday was the New Orleans Saints. So I didn't know a whole lot about Gerard Johnson. Did some research, read some things about him. Apparently, this guy is being touted as a, an up-and-coming quarterback, or I'm sorry, an up-and-coming coach in the NFL. I've seen him touted as a rising star in the coaching ranks, like I said, up-and-coming guy, and he, he is, what they said is he worked very closely with the, the current Texans offensive coordinator, Bobby Slowick, this season in the development and the progression and performance of C.J. Stroud. And that makes these coaches very attractive to teams looking for a spark offensively. And Bobby Slowick is a hothead coach candidate right now. So now that the Texans are out of the playoffs, Bobby Slowick is going to start getting interviews to be a head coach somewhere in the NFL. Now, will he actually become a head coach? Will somebody hire him? It doesn't always happen. I mean, Kevin Stefanski was a, a name being interviewed for a head coaching position. The Browns interviewed him and then nobody hired him. And he went back to Minnesota to be their OC. And then the next year he became the head coach for the Cleveland Browns. So the same type of thing could work out with Bobby Slowick. Maybe this is not the year he becomes a head coach, but he's at least going to be getting interviews. And what the reports say is that if he leaves Houston to be a head coach somewhere else, the most likely name to be promoted, not hired from the outside, but to be promoted into the offensive coordinator role would be Gerard Johnson. This guy, they're very high on him. They really like him. And apparently his, he is a guy being sought after by, by many teams. I don't, there hasn't been any other teams confirmed to have landed interviews with him, but everything I, I read says multiple teams are interested in him. The Browns and Saints have already conducted interviews with him. So they're coming after him immediately which is a sign that tells me that this is one of the guys the browns were waiting on maybe the guy so let's take a look at gerard johnson according to mary Kay cavett this this quote was interesting gerard johnson has already been strongly endorsed by deshaun watson's friend and texans rookie quarterback cj stroud which if you watch some of those clips from the uh, podcast that deshaun watson was on recently he talked about cj stroud how they've trained together he's kind of like that older brother mentor role for CJ Stroud. So those two have a close relationship. And I think that's very interesting that, you know, CJ Stroud very high on this guy on Gerard Johnson and um, Deshaun Watson's personal quarterback coach, Quincy Avery also has spoken very highly of Gerard Johnson endorsed him. 
I don't know. I thought I saw somebody posted where Deshaun Watson has come out and said, yes, I, I would have strongly approve of Gerard Johnson becoming the offensive court. I don't know if that's actually true or not. I haven't been able to find it myself. But it is good to see that these other people linked to Deshaun are very high on this guy. Um, Gerard Johnson is 35 years old, so he is a young guy. And I think while you don't necessarily need to be a young guy in the NFL right now to have a, a different, more modern perspective on the offense of the NFL, it helps. I would imagine it helps. He played quarterback for Texas A&M in college, went undrafted in the NFL in 2011. And then just, he, you know, as an NFL player, he spent multiple time or he spent time on multiple different rosters, different training camps, preseason rosters. I don't believe he ever made an NFL roster and he never took an NFL snap. So not that any of that really matters as far as coaching goes, but it's just a little background. So we're familiar with this guy because I, I think there's a strong chance that he doesn't leave Cleveland without a contract because he's coming in for an interview and we know that the saints have already interviewed him virtually and they're probably waiting to get an in-person interview with him as well. If this is the guy the Browns want and he comes in today for an interview, there's, they're not going to be able to let him leave Cleveland without, without hiring him because he's going to go get interviews other places. And like I said before, if the, if Bobby Slowick gets hired off this week, you know, to another team to be their head coach, and Gerard Johnson gets that promotion in Houston. I mean, there, boom, he's promoted to offensive coordinator role in the organization he's already a part of. So he would be out of the running. And if this is the guy the Browns want, and I'm getting a strong suspicion that it he is, then today could be that day where we, we see the announcement for the new offensive coordinator for the Cleveland Browns. So stay tuned for that news. Gerard Johnson current quarterback coach for the Houston Texans coming into Cleveland today is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. But, you know, whether, whether he does actually become the new OC for the Browns or not, this is a, this is the first guy that I believe the Browns are seriously, seriously, genuinely interested in one last note of importance, at least that I think is pretty important for Gerard Johnson. He started his coaching career with the San Francisco 49ers in 2017. Now, that was Kyle Shanahan's first season as the head coach. So just just try to follow the, the coaching tree and the path here for Gerard Johnson. In 21, Mike LaFleur uh, left the team. Slovak took on new responsibilities on the offensive passing game specialist. Okay, so we're seeing a, a trend here, a theme. Bobby Slovak in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan He's there with Gerard Johnson in San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan. So Slowick gets promoted to be the offensive passing game coordinator. These guys are heavily involved in the passing game for the 49ers. And a lot of people use the 49ers, Kyle Shanahan, as sort of like that benchmark for offensive-minded guru, genius. One of those guys in the NFL. You've got, you know, your... your um, uh, Matt LaFleur, you've got your Sean McVay, Andy Reid, Kyle Shanahan. These are some of the bigger coaching names in the NFL currently, kind of of this this little era we're in. And the, the guys that come out from underneath Shanahan tend to have very, very good success in the NFL wherever they go. And 
you know, Bobby Slowick then gets hired on as the OC in Houston with D'Amico Ryans as the head coach who was in San Francisco. So these guys are all coming from San Francisco, San Francisco. They know each other. They've got experience with each other. And so D'Amico Ryans brings over Bobby Slowick, who brings over Gerard Johnson, working very closely in that passing game development. So it makes me very interested to see what a guy like Gerard Johnson could bring to the Cleveland Browns offense in that offensive coordinator role. So, you know, like I said, this could be the day that they announce the new OC. And if it's Gerard Johnson, I would be very excited about it. I think that it's an exciting name. I think it has exciting potential. And I think this is what the Browns are are looking to do. So kind of in summary, Gerard Johnson's connection through the coaching tree with Bobby Slowick, with Kyle Shanahan, the San Francisco 49ers offense that has proven, you know, different elements and themes and schemes of that offense have proven to be successful in other places in the NFL. And it would be very exciting to me to see some of those elements implemented in Cleveland. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, February is almost here, and that means it's time to start thinking about that upcoming holiday and making plans to share a meal with someone special. That's right, it's almost Super Bowl Sunday, and for those of us also celebrating Valentine's Day, Omaha Steaks has you covered for it all. For a limited time, listeners of this show can go to omahasteaks.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, and receive four free air-chilled boneless chicken breasts and four free rich, juicy boneless pork chops with your order. So now is the perfect time to plan ahead for the big holidays coming in February. Load up for the Super Bowl and for Valentine's Day with Omaha's selection of steaks, including the butcher's cut filet mignons, bacon wrapped filet mignons, the top sirloin steaks. Those are my favorite, but these steaks are all awesome. Throw in some Omaha steak burgers, jumbo franks, seafood, ready to eat meals, desserts. Oh my goodness, you have to get the caramel apple tartlets for Valentine's Day. Whatever you do, get those. Just make sure you head to omahasteaks.com slash dogs. Get those eight additional free items added to your order, the four boneless chicken breasts and the four pork chops. Trust me, this stuff is totally worth it. You will wow everybody at your Super Bowl parties and you will wow your special somebody on Valentine's Day. Mark my words. Get to omahasteaks.com slash dogs right now. Score those eight free additional items with your order. There's nothing better than buying great food and getting free great food along with it. OmahaSteaks.com slash dogs. Minimum purchase may apply. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Andy Dickerson. Let's just go back to this guy for a minute because he was the first person the Browns interviewed for their offensive coordinator position. Was a kind of a head scratcher at the time. Like, okay, I don't really understand Andy Dickerson. He's he's not this. We, what we had heard was we want emphasis on the passing game development. That's kind of the general theme for the Browns offseason as far as the offense is concerned. This guy's an offensive line coach. Historically, was not really sure how that was all playing in. So there's a couple factors here. Bill Callahan, arguably the best offensive line coach in the NFL, has been 
a miracle worker for the Browns. Such an underrated MVP on the coaching staff for this team. I mean, he's been able to get the absolute most out of every offensive lineman he's worked with. I made the comment on the live show the other night. You know, we harp on Jed Wills. How come Bill Callahan can't get more out of Jed Wills? And I said, what if he has? What if that's the most anybody was ever going to get out of Jed Wills and Bill Callahan got it? You know what I mean? We we have no idea what Jed Wills, he might have flamed out completely somewhere else and Callahan has kept his career afloat. We don't know, but we can look at the overall body of work for Bill Callahan and say, yes, he has been successful. He has worked wonders with other guys. Jerron Christian for crying out loud. I mean, this guy comes off the 49ers practice squad to come in and play left tackle for the Browns for like half the season and perform pretty well overall for, for who he is and where he came from and being a practice squad guy. So we might be losing Bill Callahan. And I say that because Brian Callahan, his son just got hired on as the head coach for the Tennessee Titans. There have been, they've, you know, the, the comments have been made reported in years past, Brian Callahan would love to coach with his father. Bill Callahan would love to coach with his son. It makes sense. I totally understand that. So there is a strong possibility, a lot of speculation that Brian Callahan is going to hire Bill Callahan onto his staff and Bill Callahan could be leaving Cleveland. That sucks. That would be a huge blow to to the coaching staff to the team the offensive line would miss bill callahan very badly so with that knowledge all kind of being foreseen this is this is another one of the browns kevin stefanski andrew barry playing chess not checkers in in the offseason it's amazing what these guys are doing they're looking ahead and seeing these possibilities and saying well let's get an offensive line coach that we like that we would want to have on our staff. And let's just bring him in for an interview. We don't have an open O-line coach position to interview for, but we do have an offensive coordinator spot. They bring in Andy Dickerson. They interview him. If Bill Callahan leaves, I would not be surprised to see them bring in Andy Dickerson as the new O-line coach, you know, with a, with a side role, a different title, it, it probably in passing game development or something like that. So just another... Interesting note, though, about uh, Dickerson. He he did coach with the Browns in 20, 2009, defensive quality control coach, and he was the assistant offensive line coach in 2010. So he's already been in Cleveland. He's already been an offensive line coach role with the Browns in the past. He's been with a few other teams, but the main one I wanted to talk about was he was with the Los Angeles Rams he was their offensive line coach in 2020 and helped them on their Super Bowl appearance. They lost with Jared Goff against the Patriots in 2018. So here's another, I, I just mentioned all the big offensive coaching names in the NFL right now. One of them being Sean McVay. Here's a guy who has coached with Sean McVay comes from that. I don't know. I don't want to, he's been with a lot of different teams here in different roles, but at least he has experience in that system with Sean McVay probably has some of those offensive philosophies. And, you know, the Browns are looking at coaches with some of that experience. He was the run game coordinator for the Seahawks in 21. Again, he brings that. Maybe he's got some, we need help in the run game too, especially with the departure of stump Mitchell, you know, Deuce Staley may be coming in as the running backs coach. And this, this guy has some experience in that 
realm. He was promoted to offensive line coach in 22 for the Seahawks. And, you know, he was the offensive line coach again now in 23. So we'll see what happens with Andy Dickerson. Just another another interesting name that the Browns have brought in. And again, it was for the offensive coordinator position. Technically, that was the interview, but I do believe they were looking at him for a different position. I don't know about Ken Dorsey. I just kind of end with that. I'm not really sure if they've got, you know, some sort of passing game, you know, assistant passing game specialist role in mind for Ken Dorsey, but I don't believe the Browns are interviewing anybody just for the hell of it. I don't think anything's just throw it against the wall and see what sticks. Everything that this team, this organization, the coaching staff front office, everything they do is calculated. We've said that for years now. It's kind of the word, the buzzword we use when we're talking about like Andrew Barry and these guys, they, they make calculated moves. They do calculated things. So when they bring in a guy like Andy Dickerson, don't just wave it off. Like, ah, he's not going to be the offensive coordinator. No, he's probably not, but they have a reason why they brought him in. He wasn't just somebody to bring in for the hell of it. Let's just get an interview under our belt. Like they knew what they were doing, bringing him in. They had other roles in mind for him. And I would assume the same as it goes for Ken Dorsey. Now, will Dickerson or Dorsey actually become part of the Cleveland Browns staff? None of that is is guaranteed, but those are the names that they brought in. And I do believe there were reasons for them. Something to watch as the weeks unfold here this week, specifically today, specifically with Gerard Johnson. I, I'm excited that what the Browns are doing. I think that the passing game does definitely need a spark, man. It needs, it needs help. It's not bad. And that's the thing. Like Kevin Stefanski's offense isn't bad. Despite what a lot of people want to say, want to think the offense is pretty good. It's just, there, there's such a, a gap between what the offense can be when it's executed properly to what it can be when it's not. And that gap is the difference we see on the field when things aren't looking good. And if we can close that gap where, you know, the, the top, the ceiling is, that's what this offense can be when it's executed well. And the floor is, well, that's what the offense is whenever the players aren't really executing that well. If the gap can be minimized, smaller, this offense can be a lot more explosive, even on bad days, even when things aren't clicking. And it's football. It's the NFL. It ain't perfect all the time. It ain't perfect ever. There's going to be ups and downs. And if we can, again, minimize the gap between the ups and the downs, I think this offense is going in the right direction. So those are the names that are, are kind of hot right now in Cleveland as far as the coaching staff goes. And I just wanted to get some information out on Gerard Johnson. It's going to be a name you're going to, you're going to hear. He's going to be an offensive coordinator in 2024 somewhere. I strongly believe whether it's in Cleveland, New Orleans, Houston, somewhere else. I, I think that this guy is the next offensive coordinator that you're going to be hearing about. I don't think a lot of people knew who Bobby Slowick was going into last season, but the Texans did. D'Amico Ryans knew who he was. And now he's probably going to get at least interviews for a head coaching job, whether he gets a, a job or not. We'll see. But he's definitely going to be a candidate. And all it's going to take, even if he returns as the OC to Houston, another season like this one, he will be the top head coaching candidate next year. So that's just kind of how these things work. And honestly, I, I do enjoy looking up and seeing the connections between these coaches and where they've come from and what their potential influence could be with the Cleveland Browns on the offense in this organization.
again, appreciate you guys so much watching, listening to the show. Love everybody that's following, interacting. We couldn't do what we do without you guys. We appreciate everything. Um, if you missed the show the other night, we do have a dog pack member who has suffered a, a just an absolute tragedy in their family. And I don't want to go too much into details here, but there's a link down in the description of this video. There's a GoFundMe. You can read more about what happened. You can read more about the situation. Please consider donating if you, you know, if you feel compelled to do so. And, you know, just continued thoughts, continued prayers for the family and everything that's going on. It it struck us really hard when we heard the news. It's heavy. And um, I just want to say, be be kind to people out there. You know, we we talked about the other night of the show. We razz people a lot online. We get into arguments and debates. But there's definitely a difference between adults debating and arguing over their football team and children being bullied is it's a big difference and pay attention to what your kids are doing. Talk to them, understand what they're going through. If they need help, give them, get them help, get them help, get them somebody to talk to. They don't always want to talk to you, unfortunately. Um, but it is still your job to help them find someone to talk to. All right. That was fun to talk about. Anyway, let's, let's just kind of wrap things up saying go to the dogs slash vote the mad dog awards for 2024 our fourth annual season awards for the browns are open voting is underway we're going to do it for two weeks we will announce the winners on the weekend uh between the championship games and the super bowl so you got like a week and a half or a little over a week and a half still to vote get those votes in let us know who the winners are for you in each category we're really excited to do that show we love doing that every year I think that's all I've got today. I need to finish my coffee, get this morning underway. Pay attention to the new cycle today. Gerard Johnson, let's see what happens with him. And we'll be back later this week. I got some stuff I want to talk about with uh, Andrew Barry's end of season press conference the other day. I was going to talk about it in this video. I just have a lot more to say about it. I'll do it in a separate one. Got some Nick Chubb news to talk about. Some We, did, we talked about that. If you're not part of the dog pack, at jointhedogs.com. Consider joining. We had an after hours episode. We do a bonus episode every week for that show or for the, the Patreon group. And we had a really good conversation about Nick Chubb contract uh, situations with some players. And he was one of them that it's like, look, this might not be a great off season for Browns fans. If things go a certain way, we'll talk about that here later this week, but it's man, the NFL is a, it's a brutal business. It really is. It really is, but it, it is what it is. And we're seeing that with all the coaching moves, fires, hires, all this stuff. So there's a lot of turnover and we're here to talk about it all. So until I do the next episode or I get, maybe I'll get Kenny Mack in here to talk about some stuff. You guys have a good week. Pay attention to the news cycle. We'll talk to you later. Let's go Browns. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.